Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week, we're going to talk about metagaming your friends without them knowing, uh, aka playing sideboard cards that you can justify as main deckable. And uh, justify is, a, is an interesting word, so we're going to probably have some uh, debate whether uh, these things are, are justifiable. Uh, Krim, the Asian Avenger, uh, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about some of my favorite uh, justifiable hate pieces. <laughs> Seth, Saffron Olive, uh, you don't play hateful cards, nope. do you? Oh, no, I, I hate them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Budget Commander I don't believe Tober, you. how are you doing? I don't believe any of you. <laughs> First of all, Krim, why is it all artifact hate? And Seth, you play the meanest <laughs> cards ever. What about the ma- commandeer strip mine? You don't call that hateful? <laughs> yeah, I, I did more artifact hate. <laughs> what about, oh, what about right. the oh, Codfather Richard? I'm the Codfather yeah. Richard. Uh, I, I've actually been sneaking some of these in. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I'm curious what your... Uh, what your reaction is to playing these cards. We don't really break it down when we play Commander Clash, so uh, I- I'm curious how we feel about some of these cards. Uh, but before we get into today's show, uh, today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Guard, premium protection for your trading cards. All the gaming accessories we use on our channel are supplied by Ultimate Guard, so you can flick your cards silty smooth like Saffron Olive. Check out ultimateguard.com. And also, uh, our show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. Their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value of $1 more, and you pay just a 5% service fee. You can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed. You can get 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. And with the sponsors out of the way, it's time for our Ultimate Guard Comment of the Week. From Imaginary Matter, I think the best way to compliment other players is interaction. Show them that you respect their alligator combo by counterspelling the pieces. <laughs> well, we can't really say we disagree with that one. All right, so let's get into metagaming your friends without them knowing. And uh, we are going to go straight to the most hateful and most sideboardy looking cards you can imagine. <laughs> and these will be uh, sideboard cards against specific colors. So back in the old days of Magic, the, the colors were very spiteful against each other. And they had very strong effects that uh, gave you an advantage or disadvantage if you played a color. Uh, So, for example, I'll give you Compost. It's one and a green. It's a two-mana enchantment. Uh, Whenever a black card is put in one of your opponent's graveyards, you may draw a card. Okay? Mm -hmm. And usually they're reciprocal effects. So, like, Insight is a three-mana blue enchantment. When one of your opponent plays a green spell, you draw a card. And then there's also, like, normal cards that are just powered up. So, Reap is a two-mana instant. Return any number of target cards from your graveyard to your hand. You cannot choose more cards than the number of black permanents target opponent controls. So, like, a, a, a mega regrowth there. And then, like, just weird color pie-breaking cards, like Order of the Sacred Torch. One white-white, it's a 2-2. Two, two. Tap, pay one life, counter-target black spell. Play this ability as an interrupt. Can you play <laughs> these cards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I mean, technically, random meta. Are you allowed to? And you know, and especially if someone in your pod is playing one of these colors that it, that it, that is hated against, are are you allowed to play these cards? I think so. But these ones, mm-hmm. like, I think once you get to the like boil level of like destroy all lands of a certain color i think that's probably across the line but i don't think anyone's gonna care if you play compost or insight or reap the bigger question for me is why would i why wouldn't i just play a good card that works in every matchup instead of something that like maybe if i get like the right opponent it kind of does something (laughs) Uh, i thought these were slam dunk play okay so for example everyone plays green Okay, so yes. in a in a blind pod, the odds that someone is green is like very high. And when they play green, this card is like Ristic Study, like on crack, right? And then some games, no one plays green, and then it sucks, mm-hmm. right? But the ceiling is like in- insanely high, right? That I don't think. You know, I think it's actually worth it. And it actually goes up if you play like red or so, like if you play like a looting color or you have looters or you have ways to filter your hand, you can get rid of this. You can pitch insight to force a will. But the <laughs> ceiling is so insanely high that I would play it and I would actually take it away because people would think I'm like cheesing them. <laughs> right? Really? Like they, 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 they would think that, oh, you know, I play green every week and you're playing this. And I, I think I would have a hard time justifying that. I would actually play this at a blind pod because the power level is so insanely high. Uh, you know, if I wanted to play like high powered, right? But like, I, I don't know that people would buy my excuse. <laughs> like, even though I, to me it's legitimate. I think people would buy your excuse, right? Because l- let's not lie here. Everybody kind of knows green is like the most powerful and one of the most popular colors in Commander. Hmm. So. Why wouldn't you randomly just throw a dart at something that just, like, gives you value off green cards? I don't know. I mean, I think that's totally, like, reasonable. If, like, I didn't know who you were, you didn't know who I was, and you just saw me play Insight. I do just actually play Insight uh, in blind (laughs) pods. Because I think that there's, on average, there's going to be somebody that's going to just feed you cards. For just their basic action of the game, they're going to feed you cards. I kind of fall in between uh, the Crim Camp and the Seth Camp. Because I, I do agree with Seth, like back in the day, a couple of years ago, I was very high on Insight and I was actually the, the nefarious MTG finance behind <laughs> it spiking, allegedly. <laughs> it's not even an expensive card. It was just like a budget card that was like, well, I don't have access to risk study in my budget brews. I'm going to try out Insight. And it turned out to be quite generically good. Like, yeah, sometimes it's dead. Sometimes it's not. Uh, it's not really like if you have better, there are better options than any blue deck that are like more synergistic and stuff. That's why I think the angle with Seth is like, why would I run this when I have like better options? I kind of, kind of lean to that in some decks, but in some decks, like Richard has mentioned, I think this deck, the insight is particularly amazing. Like I run it Min Wily Illusionist, which cares about drawing two cards per turn on your turn and other people's turn, because you get to make an illusion token each time you draw two cards on anybody's turn. And this one allows me to draw cards on my opponent's turns, and then I can draw like an extra card or whatever, make my illusion that way. And I run all the looters. So like Richard said, it's so good with like looting effects because when it's a dead card, you can discard it later. So I'm running all the move for looters and stuff so that if it is a dead card in a matchup, I could just get rid of it. Um, and it's, it's an all-star there. But like, I don't know. I don't generally jam these type of cards in any blue deck. It has to have like a specific reason. 
I think the other consideration, like how much does the color that you're hating on matter? Because for me, if I'm looking to play wow. a card like this, it's probably going to mm -hmm. hate on green or blue or pick up, pick up on one of those two colors. I'm not really interested in cards that hate on the lesser played colors. And then I also think it's probably got to be like generating card advantage for me. Like I can see an argument for insight in specific, but I don't really understand why I'd play like uh, some color hate removal spell when I could just play a real removal spell that's going to work in every matchup or something. So how much does that play into your logic? Do you care what color these cards are hating on? I think I think the big thing is that you're not hating on them. You're just like leeching off them, <laughs> like right, like oh, inside doesn't hating on them. Inside doesn't hate on the green player. The green player's not affected by it. You're drawing cards, and it's actually affecting all your opponents equally, right? Like the fact that I'm drawing cards compared to the rest of the table hurts the green player as much as it hurts anybody else, right? Like I'm just ahead on cards. I'm not lowering the 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 green player's board state or anything. Their game plan at all, right? Like oh, the really? question, I think the upside matters, right? So for example, mm -hmm. you could play Pyroblast, which is like a red instant that like is either a removal or a counter spell for something that's blue. And you're like, eh, you can just play Tybalt's Trickery. Like what? Like this, this is just like, in the best case, it's one mana extra efficiency, or I guess it's a split card between removal and counter, which is actually kind of relevant. But like the the ceiling, like how, how much stronger it is above... Like a Chaos Warp or Tibble's Trickery is not much. But Insight can be a three-mana draw, like 12. Okay? Yeah. Like, like, it, it, like the ceiling is there, right? So it's worth... You know, if, if I say something like, in 80% of games, it draws 12 cards. And in 20% of games, it draws zero. When you average that out, that is a very good rate for a Magic card. So I'll play it. Whereas the Pyroblast, I think, is much more niche. And you're like, actually, that averages out to like kind of a mediocre card. So I don't need to deal with this. But I think Insight has enough ceiling to, to warrant its inclusion. So I could maybe get behind that. But like, what else is on that level? Is, there, is this just like play Insight more? Or are there more cards than Insight that we're actually arguing that so you compost, play? So Compost draws cards as well every time a black card hits the graveyard. Mm -hmm. Uh uh, what so else is compost, that? compost actually was so good in a game of Commander Clash that it, I had to be taken out when I put it. I was playing. <laughs> yeah. a, remember, I was playing a friend's yeah. Galia deck. It was Galia Reanimator, and my my idea was the, the reason why the compost wasn't there not to just hate out a random black deck. It was actually because I had a lot of mill potential in the deck. So I was going to be milling everybody at the table. And if you happen to be running black cards at the table, I'm going to be turning the compos into like proactive card draw. But what, what happened is just that somebody was running, I think, Sidisi. Uh, Sidisi that's like yeah, root tyrant that was uh, self-milling themselves. And it was so many black cards were going onto the graveyard <laughs> that I was just like, I had to be taken out. So I feel like that's like the main difference is like you want to focus on the cards that put you ahead rather than putting the specific person behind. Um, those are the cards I would be more interested in. And I is think it not an equal feel bads though? So w when you play one of these cards, right, the, the person that is most agitated by it is the person with the <laughs> color. Like even though they're not like say losing creatures or lands, like every time they play a spell... Uh, yeah, they're feeding what are they going to do? We'll be annoyed. They're going to be like, well, was that rampant growth like, worth it to give Krim the insight card draw, Seth? Like, uh, <laughs> like, you know, like the kind of the Rhystic study question happens. And it's like an asymmetrical 
annoyance. Like if I just play like something blanket, like a soldier, like everyone's annoyed at me. But if I play an insight, only the green player is annoyed at me. Uh, do we want those kind no. of cards in Magic the Gathering where yes. it's I'm, very hateful to one person, yes. but not so I, much to others? Yes. No, I don't yes, think you're do. hateful to the player. Like compare like if I cast insight against you, it like you're you're playing you're playing green and I'm playing blue. Would you rather I play insight against you or I played acid it rain destroy all, all forests? Like <laughs> the, the, the answer is, either way, I gotta kill you, Tomer. Like either way, you're now my arch enemy and I gotta take you out. And one is less harmful than the other, but it creates this dynamic now that happens, right? And the other players wanna kill me too. Uh, or you. Like Good. either way, the other players want to kill one of us, whoever's trying to pop off harder because of this dynamic, right? Like kill sets because he's feeding Tomer Ristic study cards. Like it's that <laughs> weird synergy thing going on, right? The feel bad's way different though. Like I think power level might not be different between blowing up someone's lands and drawing a bunch of cards when they cast spells. But I do think the feel bad's a lot different. We've seen time and time again that commander players like if you're doing your own thing, they're pretty okay with that. But once you stop them from doing their thing, that's when they start to start to get salty. So I would imagine something like Insight or Compost. I'm still not sure I would put those in my decks personally, but I would be very surprised if you got salted out. Acid Rain or Boil or something, I think you would definitely be <laughs> very much getting a lot of salt from <laughs> well, the that, table. Well, that's because it's land destruction. Why, why would you be salted out even, over those? Or even like <laughs> Nature's and just three mana black, destroy all green creatures. Like, if you're playing that, that's kind of like putting a target on that's one player's head when you could just be playing Toxic Deluge, which is strictly better card. So that's kind of setting a pretty, like, pretty forceful message to the green <laughs> player that I don't like yeah. you personally because you could just be playing a Destroy All Creatures for the same mana cost, basically, in Toxic Deluge. Okay, but that's... But that's the message. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Hateful to the green. Flag. Yeah, yeah. Like, I are you kidding me? Why would I feel bad about about blowing up the green board or the artifact board? Right? Like, uh, if I, I could just shut down those things for fun, like, why wouldn't I? Krim just plays acid acid rain on the off chance he'll play blind on the off <laughs> yeah. chance. Mono green <laughs> well, I mean, player a mono player. I mean, acid rain combos, right? Because with Yavimaya. <laughs> oh, I do. It, I do it without Yavimaya though. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm I, I like, like that's the thing. I don't do it with Yavimaya. I, I purpose. I have a, a a color shifting deck, right? That's why I have like some of these cards, like Order of the the Torch or whatever. And then I shift it so where it only counters green spells because I color shift it, and that's the whole purpose of the deck. So. But when I play these cards outside of that deck, maybe Insight, uh, I, I don't think that the feel-bads are any different than anything else that happens in Magic. There's always a feel-bad somewhere in Magic, right? So I, I, I'm not too worried about that. It, and, it's, and if anything, if you, like, boil me or choke or whatever, I can't help but laugh. Like, if you're playing such a narrow card that, yo, you know what? You deserve it. You got it. You <laughs> oh, got me. I deserve it. You got so, it. So the CDH community has concluded that this is optimal, by the way, right? Because uh, Seth was asking what cards are actually played. So Carpet of Flowers is a one-mana mm -hmm. green enchantment where at the beginning of each main phase, you can add uh, mana based on how many islands someone has. And of course, CDH meta, there's a lot of islands going around. Uh, same with mm -hmm. Pyroblast. Right, like these, these are definitely single color, <laughs> like hate cards that are super efficient that people just play because it's optimal. And like, yes, there'll be that one time you play Winota Slicer and something else in your pod, and you're super sad. But like, that's not common, right? Usually, the, these things like Veil of Summer is another card commonly played. Uh, so 
Although I run Veil of Summer a lot. <laughs> I like that card. <laughs> I think the CDH meta has less color diversity than the casual meta, though. Like CDH is a very blue format. So if you're hating on like playing Carpet of Flowers or a Pyroblast, the odds of you actually having no targets is so low. When I think in casual, that's a much more realistic casual. possibility. Not a very greed meta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I, I think in casual, you're going to run into a lot of green. Green would be okay. the color I would be most hyped about hating on in casual. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick shout out on Reap as well. That's the one that we kind of like glossed over. But instant speed, super regrowth of your opponents are running black is really good in my Calamax deck because Calamax doubles instance and this is like an instant regrowth. It's one of my favorite cards in the entire deck. It's super fun. But so, discounting that, Reap. would you ever play this over regrowth? Because I wouldn't. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be like the upside of me maybe Spice. getting back another card, <laughs> but the downside being this is going to do nothing when I want it to a lot of the time. Yeah. Like would make no. me never play it over regrowth outside of like Calamax I, or some very specific reason. Yeah. You keep scrying you it synergy. to the bottom of your top three of Sylvie Library. <laughs> 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 okay. Wait one day. <laughs> we, we can fix this. We can fix this. Mm. We can draw so many cards that it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of green, here's a here's an interesting one. Let's say there's a lot of rampy rampy going on. Uh, Wizards has decided to print an enchantment called Confounding Conundrum. It's too blue. When it enters the battlefield draw a card it cycles so it's like free in every deck right and when a land enters a battlefield under an opponent's control if that player had another land enter the battlefield under their control this turn they return a land they control to its owner's hand is this acceptable slash good <laughs> I, I, I think it's acceptable because it's bad yeah because i feel like this is at first i was so hyped I was like thank god ramp hate and then, and then I played it once, and all that happened was they bounced their stupid Pesagey back, and like they, <laughs> they started. Oh my god! Like, they get their like MDFCs back, and they actually, you know, it's not a threat when they intentionally had the Pesagey and still didn't remove it. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I had the exact same story. I played it one time in my Zedru deck, one freaking time, and it actually enabled the green landfall player to combo off he had kodama of the something tree that's a partner one that wherever you play a permanent you get to put another permanent of equal or lesser mana value so he played a bounce land and then he just played the bounce land again and again and again and he won i feel <laughs> right your card you guys <laughs> yeah you guys must have really low rolled there's no way it can really be that bad right like what are the it's odds that you run into the mdfc player and then the kadama combo player and the two games yeah. we played with this card i this yeah. is a card i want to play more i don't like it because when i read this card it feels like the most acceptable ramp hate that we currently have because we know it's not acceptable to armageddon or boil or actually blow up lands the community's made that clear this isn't nearly as powerful, but I don't think people are going to like you know, kick you out of your LGS if you play this card. So this is the best we got to like kind of slow down the ramp player. It does mean that you can't like land plus ramp at growth. It does mean you can't fetch land, crack it right away and use the mana. You got to wait till another turn to crack it, which kind of slows you down. Obviously, anything that's putting like multiple lands into play at once is going to be very bad against this, like an explosive vegetation style effect. And it draws a card, so the opportunity cost is low. This is on my list of, like, cards I'm going to play more this Commander Clash season because I'm very curious, especially with Phil, 
in our in our play group <laughs> if this is maybe oh, yeah. like, if this yeah, is maybe probably, actually going to be maybe good. That's yeah. what we need or is this a podcast about tech though. for Phil? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, this just became tech for Phil pod. Yeah, we're like, Whoa. actually, that's a good idea. I should try it this season too. Phil is back on. So I think, yeah. I think we really gotta. I, we, I feel this gets you killed. I, I feel people see how it's it's asymmetrical and you're just annoying, right? Like you can't play if you're even if you're not ramping. First, everyone ramps, but if you're not, you're still going. You know, fetch land can't even crack it, and of course <laughs> you're gonna crack it anyway, and they're gonna be like, oh, fetch yeah, land, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's annoying that you would just start turn. getting killed, and then like, I mean, if you're playing this card, it, you're trying to get the person <laughs> cracking the fetch land. So I don't know that that's. <laughs> I guess it, it, it's like, kind of like strip mining the bounce land. Like you annoy the other person, you slow them down, but like you didn't really further your game plan, and now you got like an angry person like coming at you, and like <laughs> like what did you what accomplish are you talking here? About? Really, I'm a devotion deck. This is devotion of one. <laughs> Honestly, like there there's two cards. There's two ways I I see dealing with lands. The first one is like yeah, slowing down their ability to play lands and ramp, and I think. I think Confounding Conundrum could work, but like with Channel Lands and stuff, it might be a little bit scary. Opposition Agent is another one that I think is is very good, especially against land strategies, because anything that's searching your library for a land and putting it onto the battlefield, uh, Opposition Agent stops that. And yeah, it puts a target on your head, but you always get at least one thing out of it. It's like essentially drawing a card. However, my spicy take is Landfall decks. Nine times out of ten, they're actually just graveyard decks with a with a landfall mask on them. They always want to be looping. They have their Crucible of Worlds. They have their Lord Wind Graces. They have their Ramnamp Excavators. What are they doing? They're playing extra land drops from their graveyard, their fetch lands and whatnot, triggering all their fields of the dead and whatnot. All that, all that good stuff. And the glacial chasms, you know, sacrificing its cumulative upkeep cost, bringing it back. If you want to get rid of all that. Get rid of their graveyard. Keep wiping it. So, like, I think, like, a farewell is, is very good. But, like, just generic graveyard hate actually hits landfall decks really hard, in my opinion. What do you guys think, though? Do you they, think they graveyard... You. I agree. If you have a rest in peace, they still kill you with their ramp. <laughs> like, yeah. It's one of where it slows them down, but... It's still so powerful that it, it, it kind of does nothing. Like, what do you, they'll just, what do, you do? They'll I, just I, ramp ahead and beat you with their 10 mana when you're on six with the rest in peace out, right? Like, you're like, okay, whatever. I'm still gaining advantage here and slingshotting ahead. Yes, I don't have my infinite value engine online, but it's more value than you still. So, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. All right. Urza Silex. Mm, I like that card. What is that because, card? because so that is a card that I play to also kind of help mitigate the games of ramp where they go wild, right? Mm -hmm. But it what blows it up the board. It's a three mana artifact, right? And it uh, let me get the exact wording on that, by the way, because <laughs> I, I'm summing it up for what I care about what it does. But yeah, so it's it's a three mana artifact. It costs two white white to tap exile it. Each player chooses six lands they control. Destroy all other permanents. Activate only a sorcery. When Urza Silex is put into exile from the battlefield, you may pay two. If you do, search your library for a Planeswalker card and reveal and put it in your hand. So if you have a Planeswalker, there's a little bit of benefit to it. Uh, but it blows up anybody that is absurdly ahead on resources, right? Some people go wild. They're just like, you know what? I'm going to go up to like 32 lands right now. Well, now you're down Still to six. Not acceptable. 
How is yeah. this not acceptable? Like, there, there's the, there's the, the red ones that bring you down to four lands as well, right? And then four lands is a bit low, though, right? Six feels like you do a lot. <laughs> Six what about fall of thread? Is fall of thread okay? Where you destroy everything and people get like two lands no. a turn for the next two? No, turns. no, because that because that thing is like that. Usually, if you play fall of thread, you know they're gonna exile your graveyard or something <laughs> like that. So, uh, but the one thing about Urza Silex is it's also a sweeper. It's a sweeper to no. clear the board. No, <laughs> no, it is. It's a sweeper. The, the one wait. The one way you can play this card, Grim, is in your super friends deck. If you play it in your super friends deck, I do. And when and people start it. yelling at you, you're like, "I'm just playing this to tutor. I didn't even want to blow up your land." <laughs> then maybe you can get away with it. Yeah. But I don't think you can just I'm play sure. this as a wrath in your white deck and not get people. Pissed Why off. not? Why not? Because six lands is still a lot, dude. Like you have six lands. <laughs> That's more than I've had in multiple commander games. Yeah, that is I'm true. I think six like, lands is very fair. Like you can yeah, cast right. all your spells. I You're am very fine. curious if the comment section, like, like, let let me know if you think that six lands is that that's fair, right? It's not I like just, I'm I don't think it's up. enough. Like yeah, the exactly. land deck still has six lanes. Like they're still <laughs> just gonna pop off. I I I want pain. I, I feel like they wouldn't even care, to be honest. With you. They're like, all right, cool. I'm going to ramp again. I'll go back up to 40 and then uh, 40 uh, lands. I'm going to just so, splendid I, 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 I got, put all the lands back into my battlefield. I'm genuinely curious if you think it's okay or not. So uh, we always talk about the, the Tomer meta where you got to play more basics. And then we're like, Herder, you're not allowed to Blood Moon. You're not allowed to Vegas to the Moon. Why do I even bother with this? Because we, we've determined that Blood Moon is unacceptable. Price of progress. Two mana instant deals damage to each player equal to twice the number of non-basic lands that player controls. Rather than just lock you out of the game, I'm just going to murder you straight up. Is that yeah, acceptable? Great. Yeah. I mean, that's Is amazing. It, you know what? Don't just price of progress me. Price of progress me. Then Snapcaster price of progress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I welcome the, job. The, the price of progress <laughs> overlords. Like, well, like, yeah, you should definitely, if you are a red deck and your game plan is aggression, this is your big bolt. This is a four, this is a multiplayer bolt right here. And so I, I don't see why you wouldn't. This is great. I fully approve of this. I would I would say like if you're a burn deck, you should be seriously considering price of progress because like there's a lot of there's a lot of commanders out there that like when you deal X amount of damage to your opponents, you get something really sweet going on. I don't know if it's Imodane. It's something it's like one of one of those where it's like you deal damage to the face and you get you get like a, a big biscuit or something. Or you have like a Chandra's incinerator. It's like whenever you deal non-combat Ooh. damage, you deal that much to a creature, like yeah, burn decks love doing to the face. And for two mana, for two mana, you get to do like 12 to each person's face. I don't think you guys Good. understand how strong this is. Like, I, I will play this in my deck as the only win con. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like, just load me up with like 20 spirited companions and one price of progress. And I will dome you for like 24 at the end of the game for two mana instant speed and you will die. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how strong this card is. Good. Um, because people will great. have 10 non-basics, right? So is that fair? It's, so you're it's, saying this, so you're saying this is the red counter to a Teferi's Pro. Teferi's Pro on the stack, <laughs> I cast price of yeah. progress. Yeah. So, Yo, we yeah. have other so the, pros. But, it, but it, sure. it's instant speed blood moon that just murders people. <laughs> it's not blood moon though. It's not blood moon. Yeah. I think this is totally you're fine. not stopping them from doing their thing. So I think people are fine with this. Although I would say 
is this even a hate card? Like, I don't know if I view this as a hate card. I think it's just like a finisher. Because one thing I've noticed with this card, I think last time you cast it on Commander Clash and like killed me with it, I wasn't the ramp deck. I think the ramp deck actually didn't yeah. care that much because they were just ramping all basics. So they're like, oh, whatever. I'll take four or whatever because I just got all my fours anyway. <laughs> so it's just me no, playing no, my Captain He had Zorin Orb. He had Zorin Orb. up getting absolutely wrecked Orb. by it. And I don't think I ramped <laughs> it's it all. Not basically land hate <laughs> rather than ramp hate, yeah. right? But usually, depending on how the ramp players play, they could be ramping non-basics as well. But it's yeah, basically I, a blood moon. If you feel the need to play blood not, moon, but have a conscience, it's not blood <laughs> moon. price of progress. No. I don't know if I'm thinking well you at keep, night with this either. I, I see you this keep as a synergy. The game blood moon. It's not that. It's not a blood moon. It's just a burn spell. Yeah. That's all it is. I think this is just a burn synergy piece. Like if you're running like, yeah. what was the new uh, Phyrexian God thingy? It's like when you would deal damage, you deal like double Sulfim. that much. Sulfim. Yeah, you put this in Sulfim. Put this in Shirkara. So you turn, you draw three cards. The new, the new God. Nah. The new God from Ixalan. Yeah. Where it's so, it's, is it two oh, no, Justifications for hating out the non-basic players. I like it. That's Can a non-bow, just right? put this in any deck yeah, though? Like, fun. isn't this yes. just like 20 yeah, damage that like finish, I win the game yeah. in the late game? Like... <laughs> Like, yeah. if, I, if I gave you a spell that right, zero mana instant deal twenty damage to each player, you'd be like, I think I need synergy. Let me put yeah. it in my, you know, like no, right? You just put it in and right. it works. And if you have I synergy, that's even better, right? I'm immune, <laughs> yeah. and and you all die. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't see why you shouldn't be able to play it. Oh, right. yeah. So we, we cool with price of progress. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Price uh, of fine. It's totally fine. All right. How about how about Karn the Great Creator? Are are, are you having an artifact meta? Yeah. We got a Planeswalker for you. Four mana Planeswalker. Activated abilities of artifacts your opponent's control can't be activated. That's a static. And then plus one until your next turn, up to one target non-creature artifact becomes an artifact with power toughness equal to its mana value that like kills clues and treasures and whatnot. Uh, also animates stuff if you care. Minus two, you, you may reveal an artifact card you own from outside the game or choose a face-up artifact card you own in exile. Put that card in your hand. Uh, usually not relevant unless you're trying to like protect a, an artifact that goes into exile. But the the second the burning wish part doesn't apply in commander. It comes up more often than you would think, because of how many times your stuff gets exiled. Yeah, farewell players. So in the meta. Is it? Yeah. farewell players. But I mean, you got to care uh, enough. So I I play this when I play Bloodforged Battle Axe decks, and I'm like, well, if you exile my Bloodforged Battle Axe, my whole deck is kind of useless. So I have to play Karn. Uh, as a way to to pull it back, do you play yeah. this to just hate artifact decks for fun, and maybe yes. you throw in like a microsynth lattice to pretend it's a win con? <laughs> like, like I, I I don't know. Like, is that that? I don't think Karn Lattice Lattice can be acceptable. If Armageddon's not acceptable, Karn <laughs> well, Lattice. You, I don't card think. In it's a, you might as well add the lat. It's a synergy. <laughs> but I didn't that's blow that. up your it's land. Synergy piece. It's a yeah, finisher though. I didn't like, blow you up your scoop, land, right? But isn't Armageddon a finisher? Like you don't have any mana. Isn't that the same as Armageddon? You just scoop, right? Like it's but, very but hard to screw up, up a Karn Lattice though. Like like can you imagine resolving both pieces and somehow losing? Like it's kind of hard. But you can resolve an Armageddon and lose handily. <laughs> you need to have a board. You have to need to have a board to back it up because if you just have you just have like card and lattice out and nothing else, people are just like, all right, I have some creatures. But you we have, agree you to have so many turns to deal with the creatures, right? Yeah. You guys. Well, like, actually, you do have a creature because Karn animates the 
the synthlatus, Mike synthlatus. <laughs> you guys, you guys like Karn way more than I do. I think Karn is like I get it if you're Bloodforge Battle Axe or like Cauldra or something, and you're like, I really am trying to do this thing with a specific artifact. Then I can get behind it. Playing it generically though, I why do I want a four mana stony silence that dies to well, like a, a stiff breeze? Like I would play literal collector's who for stony silence. If I like just embrace it. Like if you're going to go that don't play the one that dies the first time around the table. If you're going to hate <laughs> on artifacts, play the one that's going to stick and really, you know, make people mad. <laughs> he sticks though. He quite often sticks that. because a he's narrow enough to where like somebody's like, oh, okay, I don't care. That's me. And yeah. on top of that, uh, on top of that, he has a high number of loyalty. And people will always treat him like, you know, they won't treat him like the threat he's supposed to be treated like. And that gives me the opportunity to do some nonsense, right? So, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this also pulls out Urza Silex from Exile, by the way, <laughs> along with Ka uh, Karn Silex or whatever. You could use like, the Silex I'm, to tutor up the cars and then get yeah, the oh, big back. It, that, that's like it's a combo, move. dude. Ooh, that's a combo. I would Except say it blows it up as well, but whatever. I would say as a fellow artifact enjoyer who is being unfairly targeted by Krim, um, I would say that I'm kind of with, with Seth a bit. I run it for to get back Mech Titan and Cauldra pieces when they're exiled because Sag. Uh, but I would, as the artifact player, I would actually prefer you hit me with a Karn because at least my board is intact. So like eventually maybe Karn will be deleted and then I get to resume playing the game. Whereas if you farewell me, I I just don't have anything. You're my everything's gone, exiled forever. My graveyards exiled forever. Probably my lands have been exiled as well too. I'm just a sad sad boy. Whereas with Karn, at least like if you Karn lock me, usually the table will like leave me alone until Karn goes away, right? Because I'm I've been neutralized. But at least I can come back at some point. Hopefully, maybe you farewell me. It's just like all right. Well, I have three lands left. No cards in hand. I would and... take the, the farewell is a one shot though, because the next turn you can untap and play more magic cards. Whereas the Karn is like With you what sit mana? there. You you sit there until you can cobble together an answer or you hope the, the table answers it for you. So exactly. to me, it's the difference between like a rest in peace versus I don't know, like a, a one shot Scrabble Claw or Soul Guide a Lantern bog. or something. Like you you continue playing the game after it goes off. So I think the persistent hate is actually much worse for you, no? You just sit there and twiddle your thumbs but, for the next five yeah. turns. But it's a planeswalker. It's all sad. How often do you see a planeswalker <laughs> stay in a battlefield and commander for five turns? How long do you see it do it for if one it's turn? out Tomer and Tomer looks scary, it's there. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I but I'm mean, not an artifact deck. I don't care, right? At least, at least your creatures can still attack and stuff. Too. Well, Seth, so the, like Seth, if you farewell you, me, you I got literally everything. were on the other end of it. Like when we did one of the the I don't remember which week, whatever theme it was. I think it was like LD deck or something like that, or LD week. But you had a bunch of mana rocks, and then and then I just played this. Right? I think like that's just vanilla to shut down Richard. I, and I imagine there will be other people who will also just rely on their mana rocks. So you'll also you might hinder them as well and then it's like okay, well what do they do now? That's what I was going to say. I think that's the problem because Karn. like so you play you play Karn to stop the artifact deck that's popping off, but then you accidentally shut down half of my mana. So I'm like I got to deal with this Karn cuz I want to use my mana rock. So I actually think that's like 
kind of a drawback rather than an upside that yeah. you hit on stuff I that doesn't actually matter. <laughs> well, it just like now, if it wasn't a plane now shut down sure. multiple people. If it was a stony silence, sure, because then it's probably going to stick. But if it's Karn, that means you got two people that are going to be attacking it now, like the artifact but player and the mana do? player. What are they going to do with their mana? Like, they don't have like you know. This, <laughs> so the, sad. The, like, this, is, this, is, this is villain speech. You'd be like, oh, you're upset that I shut down your meta rocks as well. What are you going to do about it, little man? Okay, how about artifact hate that, that progresses your plan? Okay, so Viridian Revel, one green green, three mana enchantment. When an artifact is put in an opponent's graveyard from the battlefield, you may draw a card. Let me tell you something, Richard. That's very cute. You can have a hundred cards in hand. What when you lose the game? Because it does. <laughs> you you gotta understand here. The artifact deck literally does not care. Look, if like, you like, can't draw a hundred cards to deal with the artifact player. <laughs> you gotta rebuild your deck here because it's not. This is not an artifact deal. player, right? It everything makes a treasure, right? So like sure. just just random. This is when I remember an artifact. Yeah, so it should trigger off treasure. So. Just random red players making treasures, like white players making treasures. Like everyone makes treasures. In addition to people actually playing like real artifacts, you draw a card. It's insane, right? Like, oh also, no, it's very. Are people cute. gonna not very use their cute. treasures to prevent you from card drawing? I know Seth will crack those treasures in a heartbeat. I will. Yeah. Well, Seth, Seth is a different, different, <laughs> different species of of gamer, right? Like, like, do you think you'll draw enough off this though? That's kind of where I'm at. Like, uh, you need. Artifacts to not only be played, but to go to the graveyard. I feel like I probably want to be like blowing up artifacts or if I'm giving my opponent treasures or something. You're in green, you have Bane of Progress. Yeah. All is good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly I it. You're in green. So I think that your version of artifact hate, you don't really need to worry too much because you're green. Everything your deck does blows up artifacts. The problem is there you're drawing all these cards, you're doing all these things, but it doesn't matter because now that you fired off your one-off answer, because you don't have farewell in green, the artifact deck just loops it. They just do it again, and they do it again, and they do it again. They always have a way to do it again. It's so, so that's the problem here. So you you want to shut them the down, like they actually like okay. You can draw your whole deck, decks, and then you can farewell them. <laughs> yeah. If you're in green white, sure, but then you're a Selesnia gamer, and then that means you're—I don't know—like I don't care what you're doing. Like, like, I mean, like, you're like you have like insurance and stuff. You could you could get rid of their graveyard as well too. I sure. I played this deck this card by the way because I remember there was hype for it like three years ago, uh, and I tried it. And honestly, I feel like green just has more consistent sources of card draw. But like, if you have ways of giving your opponents artifacts and maybe blowing them up, like Kibu Uktabi Prince is all about like giving opponents bananas that they can sacrifice for for mana and stuff. Like, if you're something like that, it's super fun. Or with like the the silly like vampire that gives them like blood vials and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. But can you can you play this in a generic like like because you can play Karn literally anywhere because also it's yeah. colorless. I don't see you playing this ever in like a a blind, you know, non Muktabi like deck. I, really? I wouldn't play this. I don't. See, why would I, I play this? What, what if I you mean, go Viridian Revel, Microsoft Lattice, and then since you're playing that, you might as well add a card to you, and then add the card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then no graveyard deck. Like, look, Phil is on this season. You know, there's a Lotus happening every game, and an Academy yeah. manufacturer, or whatever. Yeah, the tireless tracker, like, the like tireless tracker. Like, is Viridian Revel just not cracked? I mean, yeah. I guess. But then now, now we're just very specifically well, set a gaming it, it, bill. It, it, 
Well, no, but you, but it works against almost no, everyone's deck, stop. right? We're I'm also gonna, going into uh, a clue deck. Like, keep in mind, we went from true. we went from heavy treasures like two years ago. Last year was all about food. We had Lord of the Rings was all about yeah, food. Wilds of, of Eldraine had a little bit of a food theme, and now we're going into Murders of Karlov Manor, which is going to have a clue theme. Clues and food do not get sacrificed at the same rate as treasures do, obviously, so it's not as good against them. But if there's treasures and there's clues, it is academy manufacturers everywhere, <laughs> then yeah, maybe in like a couple weeks from now, we're going to be like, where's my Viridian <laughs> Rebel? I got to put it on every deck. <laughs> Why not just play Karn and have it so none of those get sacrificed? So you don't draw any cards. As they try to murder you, you're just going to die. <laughs> well, they, they will try, but the thing here is that's good, right? You, you've slowed them down long enough. Like, this is good. All right. Uh, speaking of Phil Tech here, <laughs> this one's coming back, and I'm not ashamed of it whatsoever. <laughs> Homeward Pass, okay? It's Hell a yeah. land. You tap it to add colorless, and you tap it. Each player gains control of all creatures they own. Now, this is actually quite versatile, right? Because it prevents insurrection. Like, if they, like, steal things as a one-shot, it prevents... Yep reanimation out of your graveyard it prevents stealing on the battlefield uh like agent of treachery targeting a creature it also prevents stealing of your spells if they bribery you and and cast things uh your creatures yeah, yeah your creatures, creatures. so they bribery yeah. when they bribery your your creatures out of your deck you can fetch them back there's a lot of times where people just incidentally steal things uh and and this will grab it back that I think you can with a straight face play this and you'd be like, well, it's a colorless land. And then Phil won't know that we all have four homeward paths for him. You know, <laughs> this is for him, right? <laughs> this is not even metagaming. This is like, if you are in a stompy deck with a lot of big creatures and you're not running homeward path, go and get homeward path. Like it, like I have a dra I have dragons, I have whatever, any big stompy deck, like the, Ultron the, the black reanimation deck, the theft decks are going to have a field day with your deck in particular. They're the ones, they're going to be choosing your deck when they'll be like, oh, who can I steal from? It's going to be yours, True. you know? True. So you better have a homeward path somewhere in your deck, hopefully a tutor for it too, because that's like the best way to Uno reverse the situation. Like, oh, you stole, you did like, uh, what's it called? The, the everybody mills 10 and then I get like a card breach. or you tallied me or whatever. Yeah, breach or you tallied me. Well, guess what? They're mine now and I get to kill you with it. Like, thank you for casting it for me. Like, this is this is the best card on the I, list. In I, my feel, opinion. I feel like it's pretty, still pretty metagamey though, just because of the opportunity cost, right? Like, it's very good and I'm going to put it in my deck a lot this season because I know how Phil likes to play Magic. So, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be jamming it. I didn't jam it last season at all because I also really like yep. Strip Mine. You got Reliquary Tower. You have the multiple lands that make your creature unblockable that are colorless. You got Ancient Tomb. There's a pretty big list of powerful colorless lands. War Room that I really want in my decks. So for me, it's very metagamey. So fill season, every deck that should be in it. Non-fill season, eh, I'm probably sneaking my Strip Mines and Reliquary Towers back in and dropping the Homeward Path. Wait, wait, did we just be okay to, side, to, to metagame your friends straight up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we just admit that? We're like, <laughs> last season, we don't need this in our deck, but this season, Phil is here. We got to put it in the deck. Are we, are we no, okay? Well, technically, like we've always, we've always metagamed uh, our own friend group. Literally half the band list we are do. my deck. That is, yeah, <laughs> so, that is like, true. Uh, so yeah. like, <laughs> that's the badge of honor, right? Like, yo, half of my deck is on the band list. <laughs> I mean, we've adapted I, the fog meta, so we do that. Definitely but that's because most people play fogs though. Or... Wait, 
do you think playgroups don't do this? I would assume this would be normal. If you're in a playgroup you that plays to? weekly, I'm very curious. I would just assume that your card choices would somewhat depend on what the rest of the playgroup was doing. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd imagine that, but, but like this it, is it, so you, narrow. Like I, I can't imagine. Like, let's say I play an entire season with like Krim and Krim Jr. and Krim Thee or whatever. <laughs> and then the next season, Phil comes on. And I'm like, well, Viridian Revel is a generic card and Civil's Insight. And don't worry, Phil, hold for it. You're like, what? What is this? <laughs> right? No. I, I don't know. I, I feel don't we metagame, but at a, a much different level. Like, I feel this is yeah. so specific that it's. It's a little cheaty, you know? Like, if we're like, oh, I'm only bringing it for Phil, and Phil is here well, this season, yeah. and when Phil leaves, I'm taking it out of my deck. Like, should we I actually I, be I doing think, that? <laughs> I think Homeward Path is actually, okay, well, no. I, it, yes and no, right? Like, it's funny. Oh, we got to hide this podcast from Phil. It's, 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 it's funny. It. We got to cover it up. We know what he wants us to these. Phil knows, I think or, Homeward Phil Path. knows what he does. He's not, he's not going to be offended yeah. by it. He knows. He knows. <laughs> Homeward Path is actually playable, though. Yes. I think it's like actually playable, like regardless of Phil, right? Like, let's say Phil leaves for the season, I'm still playing it. I would still play it. Like, it, it's it's never like an auto include, but it's always around the hundred and first card. Uh, it just comes down to what lands I want, what's the theme of the deck. Uh, but like Tomer said, if I'm playing like big juicy targets, uh, like when we played Battle Cruiser Week, right? Like like Richard had all the big angels, all that stuff. Those are the decks where you know you're getting targeted. So I would be playing like if there's a theft effect, it's going at me. I that's how I play it too. I think it's a staple in like the stompy decks. Like if you're angels, yeah. dragons, anything that's big, casty stuff that you know you're what if you're not for stompy? Theft, Is it enough no. to include this to not get Italied? 1.0, Itali 2.0, whatever, right? There's like all these cards. Like basically every red card like plays cards off of your deck for free. Opposition agent can can steal your creatures if you're trying to tutor for them, right? Like, is that enough or like no? I mean, I don't, I don't play it in my like example, like my fairies deck. Because what are you gonna do? My whole fairies deck requires you to have a ton of fairies, right? So I don't. I think like I there's a lot of decks where I also don't care if I get bribery either. Actually, I'm probably the worst person to bribery because <laughs> all my creatures suck. <laughs> yeah, if you if you bribery my changelings, like okay, you got like a changeling, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Good, have fun with that one. I guess I don't know. So yeah. It's, it's the big juicy decks and like the ones where, you know, like you've got like a, I don't know, whatever the angel is that you had, Richard, that you named something you have protection from or, or you're, I mean, everyone you're looking at Sarah's emissary. Like it's 2024 Sarah's now. Everyone has these like totally green swinging creatures in every we color. We do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, they exist. You don't, you don't run Shouldred, Prim? You don't run Opposition Agent? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you're I'll, saying I'm bribery that out of your deck. Yeah, that, that's you, a good you would, target. You would, you would. I, would, I mean, you can bribery like like opposition agent. That's just funny. But like, just <laughs> at the end of the day, you're getting a three two. <laughs> you're it, getting a three two. I don't have tutors, so I don't care either. It doesn't really matter though, right? Like, it, it doesn't matter what your deck is. Something's gonna get stolen either way. Like, isn't the real question how likely it is that something's gonna get stolen? Like. It doesn't matter what deck I'm playing. The question is, are my opponents playing briberies and insurrections? Like, that's what makes me want to put this in my deck. 
But the the thing here is like if you just have low value target things that they'd steal from you, like I just don't care. I mean, like if you're running Kithkin, mm-hmm. then okay, <laughs> right? Yeah. But like most decks will have like these cards that are just insanely strong, like random white deck, and then Avacyn, Archangel of Hope, yeah. <laughs> right? Like you, you know, they're like, oh, that's kind of scary, right? But I don't see that many briberies. I usually see like exile a top card of your library until you hit a not like Itali is that it doesn't like Itali the red card your library. A lot of them that do that. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't like like if you have a a real like trash synergy creatures and then an Avacyn. What are the odds that they're gonna off the top hit your Avacyn? That's true. Low. (laughs) So if there was a lot of briberies, I mean, these are all arguments for why it's even more suspect to play this with Phil on this season. You're saying. I'm saying like there's actually no value unless Phil is sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a lot of value. Uh, uh, stompy, you run it. All right. All right, Krim. Krim's very gung-ho about these sideboard cards. Let's flip the tables on him. What, let's say there's a lot of counter magic at the table. Let's say there's a lot of instant speed spot removal. You don't want people messing with you. You can run Grand Abolisher. Double white 2-2, two, two, Human Cleric. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities of artifacts, creatures... Or enchantments. I think right now we have four or five grand abolishers that are possible. My rel. Uh, yeah, there, there's the Selesnia one. There's a, a white soldier one. There's like a bunch My of rel. them that basically say during your turn, your opponents can't cast spells. Is this acceptable? Yeah. it's. Ex- I think that's great. Better be. <laughs> yeah. It's acceptable. Why wouldn't that be? But I think it's only good in specific decks. Like this one really depends on my deck. I don't play this card just because Crim's at the table, and I know Crim's going to have every counter, because we played together for many seasons, and I don't run this. But if I'm playing some sort of, like, combo deck or a deck that really needs to have, like, a turn to do a thing to win the game, that's where I'm going to play Grand Abolisher. So I think it really depends on, like, what my deck's trying to do. If I'm just, like, doing generic things, I'll figure out a way to play around Crim's counters. But if I really got to have this turn to myself to, like, be able to do my cool thing, that's where I really want Grand Abolisher in my deck. Or just as an aggro deck, because I play Grand Abolisher in my humans deck, yeah. right? Mm. And and I just want to, I don't want to deal with politicking. I don't even want to give you the option of responding. I, I'm just going to ma- take my turn and go to combat, right? And I know that I'm going to combat. So Myrel, Grand Abolisher, the, those are in my my humans decks, and it just feels so good. So Here's- I, I, think I, I think these are definitely a must, right? If you can have counterbalances, counter spells, all of that, then you can also have things that just shut them down. I, I would argue that this... Secret. Uh, I was going to say, this doesn't matter for counter spells because you can play around counter spells. You know what you can't play around, Seth? Fog. <laughs> to fix it's the fog it. meta answer. It the fog it meta. the fog meta. It's this fog is meta. the way to beat oh, the fog no. meta because... You're counter like, what? Counterspell. <laughs> I can play around counterspell. How do I play around you phasing out for the whole turn? <laughs> yeah. There's like no way around that. So you slap down the Grand Abolisher. You want to phase out now? What do you want to yeah. do, boy? <laughs> like, you know, like... Don't yeah. degrade to Fairy's protection by calling it a fog, okay? <laughs> I'm just letting you know that right now. Uh, that don't do not do that. You know, you, when you say fog meta, you t- you, it is actually a fog, okay? Like, to not, not to Fairy's pro. To Fairy's pro. No, it's, it's not. A, it's a it's super fog. It's a good fog. card. <laughs> I also feel card. like... Grand Abolisher is a little bit power crept these days. Like it's a it's the two mana one. So I guess if you just want that effect and you're like a combo deck or something or humans, then it matters. But like 
Cutsil Malamut Exemplar is insanity because it works the same way. It's three mana, but it also could draw you up to one card per opponent to dealt damage if your creature that he dealt damage with has a higher base, uh, higher than its base uh, power and toughness. Like it has a plus one, plus one counter or whatever on it. That's ridiculously good uh and then there was like ranger captain of eos it's like it's it tutors up by one drop and then you can sacrifice it to make sure your opponents can't cast spells for this turn so that's great for combos too like there's a lot of options here and i think all of them are just really good like gets around the fog meta stops people from messing with your combos if you whatever you're trying to do like they just can't they can't stop you on your turn and it like just guarantees that lethal attack or whatever and or the lethal combo they're just super strong so would you jam it randomly or is it a is it a yeah. meta pick though no it's a, i would jam this randomly like i because what all of a sudden you know people just don't play instance <laughs> no people still play instance people still play interaction also i don't believe in interaction well w w you know whatever if you do or don't the thing is it doesn't matter now because you don't get to use it so it's my turn i'm not gonna ask you if you have any responses once it resolves i'm doing what i want it's time to go to hearthstone mode and i'm going solitaire let's go so so richard as the grandfather of the fog meta i is this a better answer than like questing beast insult injury like the damage can't be prevented like if you're worried about getting fogged out this is the way to go I, I would say because Tomer loves synergy, right? And this synergizes with everything, especially Grand Abolisher, because it triggers your Mentor of the Meek. It triggers your Tocasia's okay. Welcome. Uh, you can Savine's Reclamation it back or whatever. It's also a human cleric. Uh, some of the bigger ones are like win cons on their own. Like there's the soldier one that uh, just like snowball soldiers and things like that. Uh, but this is this is it because it also beats the Counterspell meta. It Make sure you don't get blown out. Like, you know, you're like, oh, settle the wreck. Whatever. You can't settle the wreckage me. It's like it's a like <laughs> it's a fairy, three fairy, except it's on a creature and it's sitting here <laughs> for you, right? So this is the future. I think you 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 slam all of these. Grand Abolisher's upside is that's two mana, right? So you can go two mana into like four drop or something at six mana, whatever. The more expensive ones get more value, but they're harder to sneak in. If you see someone with the Grand Abolisher on the battlefield, you need to remove it immediately, right? So you typically don't just throw it down and leave it there. You got to play it the same turn, and that's the counterspell check, right? Like, are you going to counter it right here, or are you just going to wave your hands, and then you don't know? So this this is the fog meta beater, because it beats the counterspell meta. It beats the interaction meta. Like, are you going to swords my creature? You don't know where it's going. You want to swords it right now? Like, what if I send it somewhere else, right? So it, it forces people to not play magic with you. So I, I think it's really, hmm. really strong. And you can try to ninja it into like vile. You can try to oh, vile right. and if they don't respond <laughs> to the vile activation, That's... they can't respond anymore. God. All right. All right. Activate vile. I, I kind of like yeah, that. Like, oh, I, I got nothing. Like, I, I don't know how you had me like, until vile. <laughs> yeah, you got to be nice playing this card. Like for example, at Magicon, when I try to marry it, I'm be like, I'm going to marry a target Grand Abolisher. And if this trigger resolves, you guys can't cast Instance anymore, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, but like Vile, you're going to explain this when you... Vile, if the, the creature comes into play, you can't respond to it anymore. So think of all the hateful creatures I could be playing and think if you want to respond to it uh, <laughs> a little harder. Uh, oh, speaking of Vile and not knowing what's coming down, we, we have a special card here. Telepathy. A single blue mana enchantment your opponents play with their hands revealed. 
Why is this a sideboard? Like you're you're you don't I know if Krim has it. the mana drain, so you slap down the telepathy <laughs> and then hope you can see his head no. and know if he's gonna so counter you or not. I, I put this here for a very specific reason. This is the politics hate card. All right, so some of us are very good. Uh, they have a silver tongue, you know. They're very good at politics. I played against a person who not only destroyed us like three games in a row, but we were all super happy about him doing it. You know, like, and he just did it. He just did it just by sweet talking. He's like, you know, if you take this out, I'll give you a treasure token. You know, like blah blah blah, over and over again. Worked like a charm. Three owed easy clap. Some of us, like me, are not very good at politics. You know, we try and we stumble on it. It's like we roll a nat one on our charisma check. <laughs> Guess what? Telepathy. Everybody sees their hands. There's none of this bluffing. You see where the combo player is at. You know, he's like, oh, somebody better get. If somebody's like, oh, somebody has to deal with this board, but they're holding on to their wrath of God or whatever. And two of them, <laughs> you see it. You know, Richard. Yeah, Richard's done. Richard's done. Yeah, like you need to reveal your hand. Otherwise, everyone's gonna try to kill you because you're the only one with hidden information. I don't know. It's worked. It's worked well for me in the past i run into something where like i need to know your hands so like asperia or daxos or whatever i need to know what's in your hand for me to do things and like the politics are, everybody's like bickering amongst each other and i'm just like cackling with i don't have to say anything in fact saying anything is bad i just like shut up entirely and watch the fireworks go up it's great <laughs> I kind of want to play this now just for the fun of it. I don't know what I'm hating against or anything, but I kind of just want to see what a game plays like with this on the table because I don't Chaos. think I've ever done it before. <laughs> Chaos. And it's one mana. It's only one mana. Yeah. One mana. It should draw a card when it ETBs. Then I'd be all about so it. I, but. I'm that skeptical, funny, funny. though. So, so it's interesting because it changes the game dynamics, kind of like Monarch. But I also gave Tomer Urza's glasses once. <laughs> in a deck and he was like poo-pooing it and not wanting to look at people's hands it was basically what? telepathy and he didn't really utilize it so I used it every turn I had it like one turn I looked at your hand and that was basically it I was like oh my god you're like you're I don't need this like, I'm, not, I'm not gonna bother play, paying the one no, I didn't know the play. theme I didn't know what was in the deck <laughs> I like the card, but like tep telepathy, man. Well, well, like we could just emblem this into the game at the beginning of the game. I, I feel it just totally changes the game, hundred percent. It's basically like the politics goes out the. Well, the politics doesn't go out. No, the politics goes way more, it. right? Because now yeah. you see everyone's hand, and now you bicker about everything. <laughs> no more bluffing. Yeah, information. That's true. And then now, when we say Krim always has the manager, we can literally look and see at the manager in his hand at all times. Then we'll know. Yeah, we know I for sure. Draw. I only but then you don't know when, when he's going to cast about it, so it changes nothing. Winner. You can still have to play yeah. around it. <laughs> no, because when he says, I don't have it, then we look and we like, he has it. Actually, it might be worse, because then now I know exactly what I need to manage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's like, also true. He'll know when like, to save it. it. There ain't no way you're giving my kind of decks perfect information, right? <laughs> like, they're... Well, the person who casts it is not revealing any information. That's the well, key yes. thing But then the here. thing is, now I look at Richard and Seth's hand. Yep. Okay, I know that they don't have any draining targets that are worthwhile. <laughs> so I literally only save it for you. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> well, if you if all if you all have garbage hands, then that's so I think fair. you gotta you gotta reveal your hand as part of goodwill here to make sure you don't get targeted down so that it's symmetrical. 
And yeah. yeah, like there's a chance that like because you play this, you're the only one with perfect information. The other table, yeah. the, the rest of the table don't. So even if the guy with the mana drain has mana drain, <laughs> the other two will still hit you because you know their hand. It's very much a dynamic situation. I've gotten off very well on it but it really depends on your player it's also like curse of opulence you know like how we say like curse of opulence is either great or bad depending on how people the rest of the table deals with it same with telepathy like i've had good experiences with it but like you gotta just try it and see see what your what your player group <laughs> it, it's is very opulence. interesting it's very yeah. it's a very interesting effect uh all right uh we got time for one more card and uh i want to hit card draw hate so everyone's drawing tons of cards in 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 uh, in the current meta. What are acceptable ways to hate on that? Because Hull Breacher apparently was not acceptable. That's where you uh, you made treasures and denied the card draw. Is Shouldred acceptable? Uh, so Shouldred is the standard Shouldred. Four mana, four, five death touch. When you draw a card, you gain two life. When an opponent draws a card, they lose two life. So they're allowed to draw cards, but they take two life. Is Narset... Amazing acceptable uh the planeswalker sure. where you just prevent people from drawing cards uh yeah. fairy mastermind is another thing where you that's when someone draws the their second card, out of the cards that have been named yeah are like all these cards are considered meta because you just play them because who isn't drawing cards uh nowadays but what do you think is shouldred harsh I feel we complain when Shouldred hits the board, even though like we're like, I'm not drawing any cards, but I plan on drawing Shouldred's a lot of cards. Uh, Shouldred's harsh on your wallet because she's ninety dollars. <laughs> but like, like outside of that, if it if if like you were Shouldred ninety oh, dollars? Yeah, it's yeah, been going up. Almost standard. And modern and pioneer <laughs> yeah. and commander. It's everywhere. So if you ignore the price though, I think the card is fine. I think every card you've said there is fine. I think Notion Thief is fine. Uh, I think I think Orcish Bowmasters is great. I think there should be more card draw punishers. And 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 like let's not lie here. Yeah, maybe Notion Thief doesn't hurt them like on life, but it does hurt them emotionally. And that's good <laughs> enough because the thing here is you should be you shouldn't be drawing excessively, you know? We have one draw step. That's that's what we're doing here. Okay. So I think I hate my only card. complaint with these is if you pair them with wheels. Like I really wish just yeah. they they yeah. did a new wording with them where it was like if if something that you did cause them to draw cards, this this effect wouldn't happen. But yeah. if they're doing whatever, then they get yeah. Like the yeah. notion thief wheel kind of sucks because then we're like we're like kind of dead, but we still have to That's exist. Whereas Shieldred, you do Shieldred wheel, like I'm gonna die at least. Yeah. Thank you. Like the game will be over. I feel um, like it's got a little bit of the like Karn lattice issue, right? Where Richard was like, well, if I got Karn, why wouldn't I put lattice in my deck? I feel like once you're adding Narsets and Notion Thieves to your deck, isn't it one of those things where like, well, why wouldn't I put a wheel in my deck to just accidentally get free wins? So like, that's one of my no. big issues with these cards too. No, even, even, even like, like I don't even put the wheels. Like unless I like the one time I accidentally had a commit because it just went to the graveyard. I, I right? feel but like we've been Narset wheeled. We have been a few <laughs> times. <laughs> no should wheeled by Krim multiple times. I think Krim has attempted to, but I have actually pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, like like I, I only did it, I, I forgot what the, when we played like the first deck we ever made when I had Notion Thief and Wheels, right? But like, but like outside of that, I actually just love denying you the card draw. That's it. So that's the main goal. And I think all of these cards are great for that. I, I, if I could find a way, I would. I wish I could punish excessive card draw more because one thing I've noticed is when I play these cards, the game ends faster. 
right? And that's because people aren't trying to because sit there. They kill you turtle. <laughs> well, no, like no, like either, either they kill me or they don't, right? But the thing is, it's because they just got I, up. They're not sitting. They're not sitting there and going like, "Oh, I'm gonna draw forty cards. Give me forty cards. All right, now let me look for this." I, I don't have to worry about any of that because you you've what? got the six cards in your hand and that's it. Yo, I I was playing I again I was playing Minwally Illusionist and someone played Shieldred and then another they put a boots on it and then another person copied the Shieldred so there were two Shieldreds on the battlefield <laughs> I was playing Min you know what I did I tried drawing into an answer I died yeah I was happy <laughs> what are you supposed to do not draw into an answer you're just gonna sit there no right I you gotta draw to find the answer I feel like Fairy Mastermind might be the most fun version of this effect we've seen so far because it does punish people for drawing extra cards. It doesn't punish. But it doesn't. Punish. It, but it does that by giving you more resources rather than by keeping them from playing but magic. But only one. Only one, which is <laughs> Not the enough problem. for you, Krim. <laughs> no, because, because like, think about it. They drew 30 cards. You got one, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, there's also That's time cool. equity, right? Richard's you're, you're, talked about that before. You're you drawing cards, you cards, 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 cards by drawing cards. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you guys realize what you guys are talking about here? <laughs> I don't, well, I what love, if I play I Concentrated Sphinx? Okay. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> all, we all, draw. <laughs> but we all like Fairy Mastermind, right? Like, Krim, you play. Yeah, yeah. Fairy Mastermind. I amazing. love it. I love the card. And it I, and I love it. effects like that because it allows me to kind of keep up when people are excessively drawing. But. I want more punishing effects, the ones that children hurt you, like Shieldred, Bowman. Shieldred's very yes. good. Yeah, those are those amazing. Do. I that's, love that's those. price of progress. <laughs> yeah, right. And I love if price you're okay with price of progress, why aren't we okay with Shieldreds and Bowmasters? I think the Bowmasters kind of weird though, because I remember at least being on the on the the receiving end of like. The person who was drawing was not being punished. It was yeah. like, hey, if you, hey, Seth, if you want to draw some more cards, I can kill all of Tomer's board. I'm like, I, I wasn't doing anything. But, Why? but if you, if you also thought, th remember that turn though, that slowed like the excessive card drawer down because they're like, well, they didn't want to draw so much that their stuff died. Right, so it well, made after it so all my could... stuff died, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah that, I you better chill now. Yeah. I was <laughs> you had a bunch of X ones, and then the and then obviously the excessive card drawers. Like, well, I don't want oh. my stuff either, so yeah, I guess I'm done drawing. Really hurt in there. He didn't I, draw I, any more cards, right? I, I would At say least this deal damage to the person who drew cards. Of dealing damage feels better is false. I remember there there was one game where Krim played. I don't know what it was. It was like some kind of red deck, and it was full of harsh mentors. So it was like. <laughs> It was all like stacks effects, but they didn't stack. They're not they just, stacked. They, they just stole you for like two damage. But the end result was you couldn't play a game of Magic the Gathering and you were upset you at Krim. You just took damage. Right? So <laughs> it felt exactly the same as if he just winter orbed us. And therefore, no, I don't it think it changes anything, really. You're like, yeah, you can play your spells. Just You just die. Like, oh, okay. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You yeah. just take two damage. In numerous, it's die. like you have the, the anti search Omnixilis out, the one that domes you 10 if you search or whatever. And you're like, Oh, oh that's you so can fun. play your game. You <laughs> search. You're like, Oh, actually, I can't. <laughs> you can. Mm. Well, I, I feel they're the same as stacks pieces, even though they're, they're technically not. burn pieces or whatever. Yeah, I, they're I feel burn like these are the same play pattern. I, 
I do worry about there being more and more of these staples because I think the more redundancy is, the less fun. The excess, the less <laughs> fun it'll be overall. <laughs> well, yeah, I might have a personal, a personal stake in this one, but still, I don't know. Shouldred's a ninety dollars card. You can better believe Wizards just figure out how to make big Shouldred and bigger Shouldred for Commander. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's it's. I think it's like obviously a very very powerful card. Uh, I I do prefer dying the table dying than getting our hands destroyed but yeah it is like it puts a but we you have to die. take out we the shield player we just don't play spells <laughs> we just slow <laughs> the game further as we try to naturally draw our answer to children or whatever uh, <laughs> and guess. then die all, while you do it because you take too long <laughs> <laughs> right okay so uh those are those are the cards we hit up let us know in the comments what you think are are some of these two hateful are we allowed to play them against Phil this season? <laughs> uh, <laughs> are we missing any effects? Like we, we had like the straight up, you know, stacks pieces. We had the you draw thing, and then we had the you take damage thing. Uh, are there any other kind of like hateful sideboardy cards that, that we're missing? Okay, we I mean, graveyard. We have a whole podcast on. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but but yeah, graveyard hate falls in here as well. Uh, Can we oh, have a podcast? We play the cycle on how to beat artifacts. What about what about artifact decks that are being unfairly targeted? Can I run Soul Scour in my deck? Destroy all non-artifact permanents? Would that yes. be okay? Is that that's not, totally is, fine? Is that a medic? I think choice? that's a. It's a ten <laughs> yes. mana sweeper it's that that an artifact deck can cast. That doesn't say yeah, not two seconds, does it? No, no you, you blow oh. too. <laughs> Ew, yeah, that that might be an oh, issue. Armageddon. <laughs> oh, I'm only gonna put it in against Krim with Grand Abolisher <laughs> because he's being really mean to artifacts. <laughs> Again, why? See, see, you know, artifact decks can cast that. That's a ten mana spell. They can yeah, cast how that you on turn that? three. Isn't that well, they cast that? it on turn cast three. On they don't, they don't, <laughs> they're an artifact deck. It's you fair and balanced. It's fair and balanced. That's a three mana spell. That's you a three mana spell. You can probably cast on turn three, but yeah. we'll sandbag in turn five for more value. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> called, it's called Blink Moth Erd or the new Karn Living Legacy that makes you a mana equal to your artifacts and you cast whatever you want. Yay. All right. See, not hard. Uh, so I'll be playing Viridian Revel the next time I play against Homer. Is that you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, let us know in the comments, and then we'll see you all here back next week.